2: It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 939 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217 356 9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 351 5357. Or send an email to Talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, hour number two of A a Penny for Your Thoughts. Had some open line time in that first hour. A lot of basketball talk, as you might expect, after the late night in Minneapolis. Uh, Also, we gave away two tickets for the women's game coming up tomorrow night against Indiana. And we'll give away two tickets to the men's game coming up uh, tomorrow as they play Indiana also on uh, Thursday at 7.30. Illini women play tomorrow night at 7 and rank 21st in the country against the sixth-ranked team, Indiana. By the way, got a note from the News Gazette. The accident there on I-57 southbound near Arcola has been cleared. So that's good news as they've reopened things there. And so uh, hopefully they will continue to uh, get everybody uh, on their way there on I-57. Just checking to see if there's any more texts. I don't think so. I think we're caught up. Doug Wilson is here. Hey. My fellow Unity colleague. How are you, sir?
3: Brian, I'm good. How are you? Good. Late night last night, huh?
2: Yes, it was.
3: Yeah? Okay. But you're here.
2: Yeah. yeah. They had to de-ice the plane in Minneapolis because <laughs> it was snowing up there. Wow. So.
3: But you made it home. We made it home. Good. And we're back here. So, how are you? Good. You've been in town for a little while? Doing good. Yeah, you know, I'm always in and out. Um, yeah. You know, I got a little place uh, here in Champaign mm-hmm. when I'm not in New York. Uh, so, um, you know, it's it's good. I'm here with family and friends, and I brought some mm-hmm. friends here today. Um, so, I'm just ready to have another uh, round table.
2: Yeah. So, we got kind of a round table here, yeah, physically, it's but it oblong, works. oblong. It works. It works in our <laughs> studio. So, Good to see you. We're going to talk, what are we talking about today? Dryness, I
3: think? Dryness, is humidity, yeah. um, you know, all that stuff that happens in the winter, and and also thinking ahead a little bit for the spring, because that's going to come upon us before we know it. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, Brian, I was... Um, in my bathroom the other day. Now, this is not going to go in a bad direction, folks. You'll <laughs> say I cut your mic off. <laughs> but it was dry, in this apartment that I have is, um, yeah, well, drier than I, I really want it to be. And I was putting on my face lotion. Now, when I was 26, my wife, ex-wife, um, made sure that I moisturized. And I was like, oh, Really? Really? We uh, lived a few blocks from Keels and so I started using Keels. and uh, it's funny because as I did TV and, and such, um, I, I found out that all the lights had UV um, tubes in them and I was basically suntanning myself while I was you know, on shows. And uh, they, they told me about this and because you know, I, I would come back from, I don't know, somewhere cold and frigid mm-hmm. and people were like, where have you been? You look tan. I'm like, I haven't been anywhere. Uh, so it was one of those things that was a, a little alarming. Um, so I ended up um, thinking, well, if I am this dry. How dry are things in my apartment? Whether that's you know my furniture, uh, leather, you know whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it kind of got my wheels spinning. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would bring in some of my experts. Um, Leanne uh, Myers from uh, Draperies and Tears by Design mm-hmm. is uh, going to be the first person we're going to talk with about upholstery, fabrics, uh, things that we don't think that the humidity and dryness will have an effect on.
2: I, I, when you mentioned that, I thought, Really? Yeah. That can affect upholstery? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pull that so, mic
3: towards you there, Leanne. We'll, there you go. Sweet. There you go. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, Leanne and I spoke a little bit, and uh, she said, yes, you know, there are certainly things that you need to be aware of. So uh, Leanne, what are your thoughts on how we can protect our belongings, especially expensive upholstery and leather sofas and even leather in our closets?
4: Exactly. Well, you should keep your humidity up. A good, comfortable humidity level is between thirty and forty percent in your home. And um, if you know, if you do have low humidity in your home during the winter season when you're using your uh, furnace, uh, your textiles can actually shrink, believe it or not, hmm. which then will cause it to pull away from the frame. Um, your drapery will shrink, and you'll have all kinds of. Uh, your, your fabric can actually, if it's a natural fiber, can actually shred from, you know, lack of humidity. Hmm.
2: Now I've seen it where they give for leather, um, for, we've got a leather sofa, mm-hmm. they give you this uh, polish yes. or is, is that supposed to help with that? Yes, it
4: actually adds moisture because it's usually um, some sort of emollient or something mm-hmm. to add to the leather, to, to mm-hmm. add um, a little bit of softening to mm-hmm. it again.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. In my apartment in New York, I have a really nice crate and barrel leather sofa, um, and it's a small apartment, so I have to have one of those chairs right by my radiator. You know, and um, in the old days, used to put a pan of water on it with rolled up newspapers, uh, so that I could get more humidity because the boiler system in that old building was just pumping out the mm. the air. Uh, so um, I also, once a year, I use saddle soap um, and uh, rub into my leather chairs because I know they're just getting beat to all heck. I mean, is that a good thing, Leanne? Yes,
4: yes. Depending on um, a lot of times, it just boils down to how the leather is finished, also how you protect it or how you um, moisture add the moisture back into the, to the hide. Mm-hmm. But um, it is really important. People do not realize, um, you know, natural fibers are actually brittle and they need the moisture in the air to actually, you know, perform their duty as drapery or upholstery or whatever mm-hmm. and to be durable and strong
3: yeah hmm. um one of the things about uh softeners and things to apply you you have to be careful that you're using the right product and as we get a little bit further along we're going to talk about some of those um those products and and my experience in uh what i use um we've also got um uh mark here and um mark uh well what what is your uh, background mark
0: Yeah, Actually, I'm in the sawmill business. Mm -hmm. Pull Um, that mic a little closer. There There we go. We we manufacture logs into lumber, Mm -hmm. and we have kilns to dry the lumber. So, Mm -hmm. you know, here we are talking about dry, but (laughs) um, moisture is the enemy in wood. So in the drying process, we are taking the moisture out of the wood so that when it comes into your house, it doesn't continue to dry or continue to shrink. Mm. And um, what my business does is, is just take the native woods of this area and we cut it for the furniture and cabinet industry. Mm. We wholesale the wood out. But um, the, the dryness and the dampness that occurs in houses, are both enemies to mm-hmm. the wood that is in your house, mm-hmm. be it the hardwood floors or the cabinets. Yeah, Mark, so.
2: tell us about your business real quick. What, um, who, who you're with and uh, down we, where we?
0: My business name is Heartland Hardwoods Incorporated. We're down in Effingham, Illinois. We are a third generation sawmill business. Um, my brother and I actually started our business in 1990 and we used to do a lot of mill work. We did a lot of things up in the Champagne area with some of the contractors and some of the commercial buildings in the Champagne area. Um, we no longer do that but we manufactured hardwood floors and you know we've got quite a diversity but we took a different avenue five years ago and we put in larger kilns and we're doing things in much more of a bulky fashion mm-hmm. um, where we're able to move the larger lots and not um, get too much into the retail side mm-hmm. of things. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, one of the things about you know the, the wood and dryness, and I'm going to chime in as, as we uh, go around with everyone on some of the aspects that you hit on, um, in order to keep your uh, good furniture uh, moist and conditioned. Um, I use a lot of products. Um, I like uh, Restore Finish Howard's line uh, that has products for a little bit of, of everything. But as we look at our furniture, sometimes we we polish the exterior. Okay. And a, a lot of the wood finishes are not, you know, penetratable. Okay. So How do you get that conditioning in? How do you get moisture in? Mm -hmm. Uh, Pull your drawers out and you'll see maybe your dovetail joints are, Mm -hmm. are cracking. You really need to get in there and do the interiors and the undersides of your tables and cabinetry and whatnot to really get some moisture on the inside and and the the sides of of drawers and such. Uh, One of the things I really like is um, uh, Old English um, lemon oil because it will Mm. really penetrate nicely into those raw wood finishes or or raw, you know, raw wood, Um, uh, you know, uh, it's It's open joints. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Contracted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can really saturate those areas, unlike, you know, the top surfaces. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, look at every side of your furniture as something that needs to be tended to. Hmm. Again, uh, Doug Wilson is with
2: us, interior designer and uh, TV host for many years. We've got Leanne Myers from Draperies and Interiors by Design down in Savoy. We've had her on before uh, with Doug. Also, we've got uh, Mark Willenberg with Heartland Hardwoods, uh, Effingham, Illinois. We're talking about dryness. And I know with... uh, Heating and cooling, mm-hmm. let me lead you into your next guest. There, there you go. Because, you're the uh, host. Well, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I'm a
3: moderator <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know,
2: you've got the... If, if you're not running heater and cooling, and
3: most of the time you are, but mm-hmm. uh, there are
2: factors with that too, I guess, right?
3: Yes. With these yeah. Folks. yeah. Well, um, like uh, we have skins in our home, um, the skin on our uh, fabrics, the skin of our furniture. Mm-hmm. But we also as humans are in our homes and we are drying out ourselves you yeah. know literally we have our skin to to consider um and you can feel it i mean all of you well, most of you out there probably can you know look at your hands and say oh my god they're yeah. wrinkly
2: Wintertime comes yeah and- yeah seems to get worse.
3: So I thought it would be interesting to, you know, really fill out our home with the skin of ourselves and uh, bringing in um, Anna Snowden from Christie Clinic um, and uh, she's got some thoughts on moisturizing our bodies and what to do and not do. So our skin, our own skin, is a lot like the uh, furniture, huh?
1: That is true. So actually, (laughs) Leanne brought up a really good point earlier she had mentioned the humidity, um, appropriate humidity level for draperies and that same percentage between 30 and 50 percent is actually really good for the skin um, humidity levels and so once we get into winter time really the humidity in your home is significantly decreased because your furnace is on and it's cold outside and so we really have to um, supplement with moisturizers now, a lot of people don't moisturize. Would you believe that? Mm-hmm. But um, this is a really good time for somebody who even that doesn't enjoy moisturizing. It's important to, you know, get a good routine going for the winter time. So we have a summer routine. We have a winter routine. Um, for the winter time, I really like to emphasize, you know, things that you can do every single day. So keeping your showers nice and short. Um, maybe under five minutes if you're able to. Oh,
3: man. I know. Five now, here's the kicker. <laughs> Everyone sure
1: loves hot water, right? Yeah. So I'm asking you to maybe decrease that down to like a lukewarm temperature instead of hot. I know I'm getting to a lot of people here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then not only that, but once you come out of your shower, you know, within like three minutes, apply that moisturizer. So while your skin is still a little bit damp, go ahead and get your moisturizer on because it's going to apply a little bit better there. Um, The other thing is, you know, we don't have to use wash rags. We don't have to use loofahs just because that's going to um, dry out the skin a little bit more. And so avoiding those things and really only using your gentle bar soap. So nothing that's like a dial bar soap or ivory. I hear those a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Only using it in your creases. You don't need to wash every part of you. Right? That's also going to dry you out and you don't need to strip your skin of the natural oils. Mm. Um, but yeah, really focusing on your thick emollients. So the way that I like to look at it is the spectrum. Um, your, the thicker stuff, so your Vaseline, your Aquaphor, is going to penetrate the skin better than a cream or a lotion. Now if you're somebody who doesn't like the greasy, you can always aim for a cream. So CeraVe is probably one of my favorites. Um, but it's better than a lotion. Lotions tend to have alcohol components to them, and so they're going to be drying as well.
3: Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of expensive items out there sure. that try to get shoved down our throats. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, the old school oil of olay. I don't know <laughs> if that's a good choice. Uh, I've also heard. Uh, a is one of the most economical and best things that you can you can use without mm-hmm. going to a pull that high mic a high high little high closer high. there Doug yeah. I'd agree with that yeah. Yeah. Um, without going to a high high end you know what are the what are the economical uh, lotions and potions that you can use and a uh, second part of that is do you change your lotions and potions for the summer? Um, And uh, the winter, is there a a choice for each of those times?
1: Yes. Mm. Okay. So to answer your first question, um, I would say in order, I like Cetaphil, CeraVe, cream. Right? There's, I mean, if you go down the aisle in the store, I mean, it's just filled with lotions um, and they vary in prices, right? So you're going to get your higher end stuff. You're going to get your lower end stuff. Um, Cetaphil is a great one to choose. CeraVe is a great one to choose. Um, It's going to average anywhere between $8 and $15. Um, And again, you're you're investing in your skin, so I always think about it that way. It's an investment. Um, You don't want to go with the cheapo stuff because it's cheap. You really want to make an impact on your skin. Um, So yes, Cetaphil is a great option. Fanny cream is another one, it's good for sensitive skin. Um, CeraVe has your ceramides in it. So we're always trying to replace what we're missing in the skin. As far as summertime and wintertime, you should have two different routines. Summertime, there's gonna be a lot more humidity. It's going to, um, it's not gonna require as much moisture. So you're always gonna go with a lighter type of moisturizer for the summertime. Versus winter time, um, you're going to go with your thicker products, just because again we don't have that moisture in the air and lack of moisture in the skin. So you're going to want to replace that. Um, but
3: yeah, yeah, I mean that 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 that's pull it back over there. There you go. Uh, that's great advice. We're, we're fighting over a microphone. <laughs> yeah, again. we're sharing a microphone. Just so, so yeah. you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, we got so many people in here. Uh, but how do you convince men that they need to take care of their skin as well? Because, you know, the old uh, old, old saying is men age, you know, um, uh, handsomely, and those wrinkles, you know, are mm-hmm. character. But I'll tell you what. There's a lot of guys out there who don't look good with wrinkles. <laughs> so He's, he said to the dermatologist. Yes. <laughs> okay. So So how how do you convince your husband, your significant other, or, or whatever, that they need to take care of their skin too? Mm-hmm.
2: Anna Snowden, by the way, is uh, talking with Doug at the moment. She's with Christy Clinic. Go ahead, Anna.
1: So my conversation piece is. Um, you can always convince your significant other, if there is a significant other, to help moisturize your skin. I mean, who doesn't want a back rub, right? <laughs> and what are you going to use for a back rub? You're going to use some sort of either oil or moisturizer. Um, so, you know, that definitely gets some people's attention. The other thing that I like to mention is, just remember, um, nobody likes to be itchy, nobody likes to be rashy. And so again, when it comes to wintertime, If you're somebody who typically doesn't moisturize, this is the time to make that commitment just because your skin um, threshold for rashes and irritants is going to decrease, meaning that you're going to be more prone or susceptible to rashes and itches if you're not moisturizing. Right? Think about it like cracks in a building or cracks in a window, um, anything is going to be able to get in. And so I think about it the same way with the skin. If you have cracks because your skin is dry, it's going to make you more susceptible to rashes. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so men, just drop the ego <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and do it. Do it. Thank yeah. you, Ann. Yeah. You. Anna
2: with us from uh, Christie Clinic. I want to ask real quick, uh, during the epid- during the pandemic, we use sanitizer a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that
2: dries you out real fast, oh, okay. right? The hand sanitizer.
1: Yep. It does. But you know what? You don't need hand sanitizer. You can just use a gentle um, wash, and you can bring it around with you, and you don't need the sanitizer because that definitely has made an impact on everybody's skin. We've been seeing a lot of that lately.
2: We're talking with everybody from uh, Upholstery and Furniture, Leanne Myers, Draperies and Interior by Design in Savoy. Mark Willenberg is with Heartland Hardwoods in Effingham. Got a gentleman in here, Wes, from Lance Heating and Cooling. We'll talk to him next. We're covering the gamut here with dryness. In wintertime, in the middle of January, 1027, back in a moment. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people.
0: Oh, oh,
2: Hey, it's Jamie Markley from the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. We'll try to make sense of it all and have some fun. 7 to 10 tonight, right here on DWS. i a Penny for your thoughts. We're at the bottom of the hour, 1030 here on this Tuesday. And on tomorrow's show, Cynthia Bruno will join me in the 10 o'clock hour. We'll talk about the Schools of Choice recent proposal for Unit 4. Michael Dockery and Susan Warsaw join us at 9 a.m. Thursday. We'll talk about hand of handling classified documents. How about that? And Justice Robert Steigman on Friday. So that's what's ahead. Doug Wilson, our friend here from Unity and the University of Illinois, design expert, <laughs> and a moderator with us, Leanne Myers, Draperies and Interiors by Design in Savoy, Mark Willenberg with Heartland Hardwoods in Effingham, and we've got Anna Snowden with us, Christie Clinic
3: Dermatology, yeah. and we've got I, one more guest too. Yeah, I mean, with all this input from different areas, and we're gonna circle possibly back to uh, other people, but um, you know, these uh, specific areas and points, they need attention. Um, and I thought that we would bring in from from Lance Heating and Cooling, Wes, if to give us an idea on if you're uh, starting from ground up new construction to uh, revamping uh, what you have to what if you don't have the capability of, you know, doing work yourself. You live in a rental. Uh, what can we do? What do we need to consider um, in all those uh, those three areas? Wes? Yeah, so uh, new construction
5: with the way homes are built these days, a lot of times they are tight enough that you got to introduce uh, outdoor air, fresh air, mm-hmm. as opposed to older homes that have enough leakage just because infiltration. And the reason our homes are dry is because the dry air infiltrating from outside. New homes being built um, up to code today, a lot of times in the wintertime, you still have to get rid of some moisture to get down to that 40
0: to
5: 45%. Hmm. Um, whereas the flip side of that, the older homes, it might be 15% if you don't have any sort of humidification and you need to add humidity back in. Hmm. Um, so new construction, it's n- the, humid- the humidity conversation is shorter, and sometimes it's literally ventilating. Um, or mechanically removing it, as opposed
3: to adding it. Mm-hmm. Now, what? Um, how? Okay. How do you add humidity into your your home and do it without uh, creating mold and you know situations where it becomes too damp? I know I've run my little uh, humidifier that sits on a mm-hmm. uh, table and the floor is wet and then it starts to smell a little dank mm-hmm. you know and it's like okay too yep. much humidity even mm-hmm. though my little thermometer thing there um uh says it's fine right
5: yeah right there there's too much humidity you want that humidity throughout the whole home mm-hmm. so you can feel it so it can reach um everything it needs to a whole house humidifier if you have a duct system and you know forced air is the simplest way to get moisture back in your home to get it up to a comfortable level. Between 30
3: and 45 percent is generally um, what is comfortable. Now that's that's easy to do when you're doing new construction. You can add, you know, add that into your budget and make sure that that system is in place. Uh, you've got an old system that you're upgrading, revamping. Um, what, what do you do for that? Um, most
5: Homes that have a system have some place to put it in. If you can usually find a place to put it. Um, if you have something that does not have forced air, so you have boiler heat, mm-hmm. um, there's some alternatives for humidification there as well. They're more of a they can be built in, but they stand alone in the sense they're not connected
3: to the boiler. Yeah, and um, how how big? Of course, it's going to depend on your system. How how much room are we talking for an expansion for the mechanicals to to add on? Are we talking, do we need to build another room? <laughs> no, no, okay. just a small amount of space to mm-hmm. take care of it. Mm-hmm. And does that go
5: like on top of the existing unit? or? A lot of times it'll hang on the side of the furnace, mm-hmm. um, and it'll um, use the heat that the furnace is producing to help pick that moisture up and get it into the airstream, and if there's not room there, um, we can utilize hot water mm-hmm. and hot water will vaporize, obviously
3: quicker than cold water will. you know every everything's so. expensive these days, right. uh, especially you know with post pandemic and and uh, such. Um, what are we talking for the average home to add in a humidification system to existing work?
5: Um, anywhere between eight hundred to a thousand dollars generally,
3: Oh, so it's not that bad
5: if you're set up you know if, we're, if it takes a specialized system to do say if you got a boiler that's going to be a a different situation but the average house there's a lot of houses
3: mm-hmm. most of our homes here have some of ductwork of some sort yeah, yeah. and, and so. you know spring summer is going to hit upon us real soon um, you know it's easy to talk about um, humidification in one way or another um, Dehumidification. I remember my grandmother. No matter what time of year it was, she had a basement that always had humidity, and we mm-hmm. always had to uh, check her her dehumidifier and carry that water and put it down Dump that bucket out. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yep. That's right. down the sump pump yep. hole. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, de- or you
2: got a or you got a teenager that takes. Forty-five minute showers, yeah, get extremely hot. Uh, is this from personal? That, that, can, experience, that can happen. Uh, Brian? Yeah, I've had a couple of those. So.
3: Yeah. Okay, so dehumidification. Now. Yeah. Uh, is that a another add-on to your existing uh, work? Absolutely, okay. and that's
5: becoming bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, the market for that, I think, it's always been there, but we're getting better solutions mm-hmm. for it. all the time better ways to control that and distribute that Mm
2: -hmm. okay i do have a caller here i don't know who the question's for so let me uh let me bring them up here and then we'll uh, hear what they have to say uh go ahead john you got a question
4: yes for everybody including you brian (laughs) okay
2: even me Uh, wow okay
3: yeah yeah you can answer uh i had a question uh two questions uh do a lot of plants in your house does that help your humidity level and uh if if I were to have a gas stove and I turned it on and the flame is kind of yellowish-orange instead of blue, I'm just asking for a friend. He's got a gas stove. Uh, does that mean your humidity level is too high? So that's my two questions.
2: Okay, we'll let him answer that, okay? Nope. Thank you. All
3: right, thanks, Brian. All right. Ask me about plants. Don't ask me how to take care of them. I will kill them. Uh, <laughs> so if anybody else here has anybody got any thoughts ideas on, plants? on plants, well, the
0: maintenance on your we'll pull plants, that over there. Yeah, the there maintenance go. on your plants is going to obviously add some moisture because you're going to be watering them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So you know any introduction of water is going to help. Um, mm-hmm. You know when you take that 35 minute shower, don't use your exhaust fan through the whole process. Really? And open the doors on your bathroom after you're finished. I so put a that a small that, fan in there. So yeah. Put a, right. right. You're right. You're right yeah. about well, that. Wes, you
3: said put a small fan in there? <laughs> to yeah. dissipate that moisture
0: yeah. out of your bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's a, that's a little bit mm. of a free possibility for getting the moisture into your house. Cook mm-hmm. a pot of soup. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: the moisture that comes off of the stovetop, Who's going to come over to my place and cook me soup? (laughs) Leanne says she's right. Roy will.
0: Roy? (laughs) Let me
2: reintroduce everybody real quick. Doug Wilson is with us. Uh, You know him from television. Uh, Leanne Myers, Draperies and Interiors. Mark Willenberg with Heartland Hardwoods. West If from replacement uh, with uh, Lance Heating and Cooling is a replacement division manager. And Anna Snowden, Dermatology from Christie Clinic. Real quick, Doug, somebody said, can you spell the name of the moisturizer that starts with Cetaphil? Is Cetaphyl, Cetaphyl? Uh, I'll leave
3: that to Anna, but I, I think C- I can do it. But i
2: uh, one no, we'll put the put you on the, the spot.
3: C-E-T-A-P-H-I-L. The confidence is there. There we <laughs> go. Oh, Cetaphil, yeah, he said that. I'm not as
2: dumb as I look. <laughs> and somebody else real quick says, I've never moisture- moisturized. I stay hydrated. Other than vanity, what is the medical reason for moisturizing? I'm 65. Is there...
1: Well, I'm never going to force anybody into moisturizing, yeah. but... Um, typically, like we talked about earlier, you know, just with the changes in temperature, um, typically your skin does require a little bit of moisturizer. So if you're able to get away without it and just hydrating well, thumbs up. More power too. Yeah.
2: You. Right. Very good. Interesting question. Okay.
3: Let's see. There was a, some famous actress who said that they never, Gwyneth Paltrow, was it uh, said that they never wash their face. Okay, and and I'm like, okay, <laughs> do you just rinse it? Like, what what does that mean? Um, obviously, um, and I'm gonna go back to Anna here. Um, you know, washing your face with the wrong harsh um, you know uh, soaps is a problem. Um, my father used to wash in the shower with lava. Oh, yes, that's yes. yes. okay, yeah. Anna just <laughs> Anna's skin just crawled yeah, <laughs> but what that was my grandmother's
2: favorite soap? <laughs> oh it, yeah, it, it oh, got my, everything yeah. off, yeah, was a
3: popular soap back yeah, in well, the day. Oh, it, yeah. it was goop, you know, remember goop on yeah. the farms, you know yeah. the pump um and lava soap that those oh. were the staples in my in my family uh bathroom I think so, we're kind of so, old Doug. Anna, what's yeah. your thought? <laughs>
1: you know some people really don't require an extra um face wash per se and they just rinse their face with water and it works well. I mean again everybody's you know sebum production's a little bit different and their natural oils maybe are present whereas somebody else is a little bit more dry. But yeah, if you I mean if you can get away with just washing or I don't even rinsing your face with water, that's great. I do know some people who do that and their skin looks great. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Do you? My mother. Oh yeah.
4: Maybe.
3: Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. and I've never, like those people, they don't have anything wrong with their face. It's kind of incredible. But yeah, it's just the Mm complexion.
3: So Wes, maybe this is the right thing for you. Uh, Gas stove. Um, Ooh, that's been in the news lately. You know, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, that's that's a different show, but go ahead. That's a long conversation. (laughs) The the color of the light, blue to a yellowish. Uh, What does that mean with humidity, Wes? To be honest with you i'm not sure i can tie that to humidity Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i would
4: say too it's not getting enough gas right
5: maybe i mean you wouldn't think it would be lack of oxygen um could be a dirty burner i'm not an appliance expert yeah okay
4: all
3: right fair all right sorry guy girl whoever asked that question
2: (laughs) All right, let me get another break in real quick. We got some more uh, questions for our panel. Doug's got a series of questions, and we'll, if you're tor- we're talking dryness today, so if you're dry on your skin or your upholstery or your house in general or your wood, whatever the case is, we got all the experts here. I'm just the guy uh, along for the ride here in the car. Uh, Ten, we got an Uber driver in here, do we? We do. Yeah, in the back. Ten forty-two. All right, back in a moment hey it's clay from the clay travis and buck sexton show we'll talk to you today from 11 to 2 right here on dws all right we're talking uh, dryness here in the middle of winter in january it's not been overly cold i mean it's a little blast around christmas but not too much since then. Back in Minneapolis, where it was last night, there was snow piled up everywhere. So uh, pretty uh, pretty dry, though, in the wintertime, 1044. Uh, Doug Wilson is with us, Leanne Myers, Mark Willenborg, Anna Snowden, and West Ift. Back to you, sir.
3: Yes. Well, uh, we, we chat a little bit uh, during the breaks and things come up, and uh, I asked Leanne... You know, what are the most vulnerable fabrics we really need to be concerned with and, you know, what what can we do or is it just the fabrics that have outlived their life?
4: Not necessarily that it's outlived their lifespan. It's basically really controlling that humidity within your home. I mean, that's the best defense that you have you know, against, um, you know, rot, actual fabric rot or, you know, shredding of the fiber. Silk is probably the most vulnerable fabric um, because just simply the dryness in your environment can actually cause the fabric to shred, lose color. I mean, it's a very delicate fiber, yes and no. I mean, I'm not afraid to add water to it. if, if um, If it has soil or something on it, always start with water. But, um, and that will add a little bit of moisture to the fiber. But mm-hmm. it's um just really boils down to keeping that um, humidity level right for your home.
3: You know, um, what I've done, like uh, say I'm on a set and we're finishing up, and uh, there are wrinkles in the fabric. Uh, I sometimes just take a spray bottle uh, and spray the fabric and let it dry so it tightens up and looks really nice. Is that a good thing to do? Um Should I be more careful? like how how can I manage that?
4: It's um it depends on the fiber. I mean, sometimes, and it depends on the humidity level, again, in the environment that you're working in. If it's dry, yeah, that's kind of a quick, quickie way to handle that because the uh, fabric will dry quickly because it's already warm in the space or low humidity. But usually I would probably be careful with that because the fabrics of today are, um, there's very few natural, 100% natural fibers, and so it's gonna react a little bit differently. You don't know the finish that's on. There's so many different ways they're finishing fabrics, and especially polyesters, that mm-hmm. you could cause water spotting or something like that.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. now Wes, uh, you mentioned something during uh, commercial break, uh, comfort. Uh, what, what did you mean by that? Um
5: comfort in our homes comes from not only controlling temperature, but also keeping the humidity dialed in. In the winter time, the if your humidity is in the right range, you're gonna be comfortable at a lower temperature. You're not gonna overcompensate with more heat mm-hmm. and lower humidity. Mm-hmm. And the opposite of that's true in the summertime. If you can get rid of the humidity, you're
3: more comfortable at a higher temperature. Yeah. Now, Anna, what if if there is Is there, and this, I'm, I'm kind of going out there. I I don't even know the answer. Um, Is there a temperature that we should all strive to live at that is comfortable? I know we go higher in the winter and you know lower in the summer, Mm -hmm. but is there an ideal temperature for our skin and our bodies?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. You know, I've never thought about it as temperature because we live in so many we live in a variety of temperatures. Some people are comfortable in the cold of cold, and other people are perfectly comfortable in, you know, the southern um, states at 120. Um, So I think it's I think it all relates back to more so humidity again because we can always get rid of humidity. We can always sweat, but um, I don't know that there is an exact temperature that is comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Ideally, humidity. yeah. Ideally yeah. comfortable, yeah. Okay. Huh. 72 um, degrees year
0: round. 72. Is it, 72? Is that Mark, what? It, year round. That's Mark's what Mark 72. wants. Yeah.
3: That's,
4: your, uh, that's yeah. what I
3: do in a hotel room wherever I go. Yeah. I, I automatically just go to 72. And see how it feels mm-hmm. and, and dial down uh, or up or from a, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, hotel uh, thermostats yeah. are not the most reliable. Hmm. So, do, like wood floors do, with humidity and in your yes, house, can they
0: yes. be affected yes. by that, Mark? I you mean, know, every winter, watch your floor. Um, you'll start to see cracks form between each board. That is because your house is drying out. Every summer, those cracks will disappear, they're going to close back up. They're going to push the dust and dirt out of those cracks because the humidity's back in the air and the lumber is growing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. expansion, contraction, you know, it, it's all very relative to the humidity inside the house, to the humidity in, in the environment, whether it's Arizona or the Midwest, good mm-hmm. old Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we dry at different levels than the Europeans dry at because the Europeans do not have as much air conditioning. Mm-hmm. So we dry our lumber down to seven and a half percent. The Europeans dry their lumber down to 10
3: percent. And th- this is goes to cupping too, when you it, see, it does. see your wood curve mm-hmm. a little bit. Sa- same ap- uh, same uh, philosophy in terms of yes. the, the uh, yes. humidity. Hmm.
0: So yeah, proper drying of the lumber is is very important in the beginning, but hmm. then the next thing is, is proper humidity levels in your house or business all
2: right ten fifty with our guests final segment coming up here the news at the top of the hour told him it'd go fast mm. Only a few minutes left back in a moment All right, we're back on Penny for Your Thoughts. Our guests again, Doug Wilson, Leanne Myers, Mark Willenborg, Wes Ifton, Anna Snowden, in a variety of fields, but all talking about dryness. A uh, question for the person from Lands, uh HVAC. If I install a humidifier and dehumidifier on my existing furnace, will those regulate automatically, or do I have to adjust them
5: manually uh, as needed? Um, depends. There's options to control it. It can be controlled all from the thermostat in the home with the proper thermostat on the wall
2: okay uh the yellow in the flame on your gas stove is too much moisture a little yellow is okay but heavy yellow can mean too much moisture thank you really yes okay Okay. thank you somebody said it happens i don't know what they mean happen here but happens in the winter more open a window once in a while unless you have kids they do it plenty (laughs)
3: <laughs> I don't know Shut the door. So there you go. All right, those are the three
2: questions on the text line. So. There
3: you, you know. go. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we've been talking about you know, what to do with our, our woods, and I just wanted to uh, give a few products and things that I like to use. Um, I love the Howard line uh, Restore a Finish uh, wax and feed. Um, those products they do a number of products for different tasks that you need. Uh, just beware that if you use something like Restore a Finish, that's for you know taking scratches and things out of your out of your wood and making it more uniform. It's not going to give you uh, moisture. It's going to be a polish and a, a cover. One of the things you should look for when you want to moisturize, and again, uh, moisture needs to be from underneath, on the sides, you know, all around your product, is find something with um, some canuba oil and beeswax. Uh, There are some products out there that are really wonderful uh, for that sort of thing. uh, go back to our Old English. Uh, I think I mentioned before, just to recap, um, Old English uh, lemon oil is great, as well as the um, the Howard's um, orange oil. Mm-hmm. So Those are are things that can really work for you. You can go to their website, um, Howard Products. Um, There's also another um, product that I like, Mahoney's um, Oil Wax Finish. Um, And that does definitely have the beeswax, canuba uh, wax, and walnut oil. Um, so you can find those things at woodworkingshop.com. Mm-hmm. Bona, yeah. B-O-N-A, Bona yeah. Products for yes. your floors. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, another website to give you lots of information um, is uh, charlecote, C-H-A-R-L-E-C-O-T-E, uh, charlecote uh, antique.com, Um And... Um, that's a great source for a lot of um, techniques and things to use and not use. Uh, traditionally, we all like, you know, sprays you know, like Pledge and that sort of thing. Mm. But those are going to gum up your your finishes. So you've really got to be careful with that. Never spray um, Pledge directly onto a piece. You know, you want to put mm. it on a rag so that, you know, it settles into the rag. Also, when you go to some of these orange oils and um, old English oils, do it at night. Let it set in. And really soak in and then come back uh, the next day at some point and buff it out. So mm. let it do the work for you. Okay. Otherwise, it's just going to be uh, topical. Um, and it's much like Anna you know, would advise, um, you know, your lotions need to soak in. Uh, make sure that you give them time and, and pre-moisture uh, before mm. you do that.
2: 10.56, couple of minutes to go here. Uh, somebody texted in, says, I was told when I did my furnace upgrade I didn't need humidifier with an 80% furnace.
5: Is that, does that make sense? Um, a furnace, the furnace itself isn't necessarily going to dictate if you need it. It's more based on how much infiltration, how much humidity you're losing through your walls and your windows. Mm-hmm. That's more um, important. Right. Yeah. Sometimes oversized yeah. furnaces yeah. will dry a home out quicker than a properly sized one, but
2: couple of things here before we go. I uh, just want to go maybe go around the room, let each plug your business or yes. where you're located. Leanne, you can start where people can find you and uh, pull that mic to you there. And
4: Sure. Let, any,
2: anything you want to say here in 30 okay, seconds. Okay, great. Um,
4: my husband and I run draperies and interiors in Savoy, and we do uh, custom draperies and blinds and have been in the industry myself for almost 30 years. And uh, we have the longest-running Hunter Douglas dealership in the Champaign-Urbana area. So come see us sometime.
2: There you go. How about you, Mark? Tell us about your place.
0: My sons and I run Heartland Hardwoods Incorporated. We're down in Effingham, Illinois. And we do offer um, the native woods of Illinois. Um, We have a small retail so that we can sell to the hobbyist and to the small cabinet makers. So Mm -hmm. look us up. We are on um, a Facebook page, Heartland Hardwoods. And um, we are also available at heartlandhardwoods at yahoo.com.
2: All right. Wes, just tell where people can reach Lance. Uh,
5: Lance Heating and Cooling. You can call us. You can reach us on the web. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Ordering of course,
2: and if they want to see you, they just need to make an appointment, right? Or, or oh, yeah.
5: You
1: can go online and make an appointment through ChristyClinic.com or you can call the department and make an appointment. Um, we've got several locations in the surrounding area. Our main one's in Champaign.
3: Okay. And Doug, of course. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, what I'm going to do here today is I'm going to give three of my books away, Doug's Rooms, to the first three people. Really? Yes. That go on to my Instagram, Doug uh, Doug Wilson Designer, and um, then uh, send a message WDWS, I want a book.
2: Okay, where Whoa. should they send it
3: again? A uh, W oh, uh, Doug Wilson Designer on Instagram. On Instagram. So you, you got to follow Doug and Wilson send Designer me
2: Instagram. First 3. Yep. First and say three. WDWs and I want a book.
3: Yep, and Brian's going to send them out for me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't. Part of it.
2: Hey, Doug, thanks for putting this together. No problem. You did a lot of work yes, here. You. you did a lot of work for me. I just uh, I just showed I, up. I, I want to make it know? easy.
3: Do we have time for two rapid fire questions?
2: Uh, we're down to about thirty seconds.
3: Thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Plus. We'll yeah. uh, okay. Um, okay. So a few uh, n- um, words came to mind. Uh, each of you say the first thing that comes to your mind after I say it. Hardwood, Leanne.
4: Keep it, uh, good drying. <laughs> good
3: drying. Okay, Mark. Okay,
0: come to Heartland Hardwoods. <laughs> Wes. Yeah.
3: Flooring. Anna. Surface. Okay. Next word. Moist. Leanne.
4: Skin.
5: Okay. M- Mark. Danger. Wes, yeah. damp basement. Yeah, Anna, the
1: pond.
2: The pond. Wow.
3: She she's just looked at, out the window. The she just looked out the window and saw a at pond. Mattis Lake over there. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's good. Mattis. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank for, you for uh, coming in. Yeah, this yep. is great. It's always good to see you and yeah. uh, have a little fun with my uh, my experts.
2: That's right. Well, have a safe trip back to New York Thank when you get you. out there. Good to have you around. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks so guys. Much. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Very All good. We're pleasure. back tomorrow Thank with more uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. We will uh, have uh, Cynthia Bruno in. We've got an open line in the first hour. We'll talk Unit 4 in the second hour. WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Here's CBS News.